Good morning and welcome to RC Expert, an award-winning daily series from 8.30am to 9am to help small businesses. If you have any questions, ask them in the comments of the live feed. And if you need more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During the live session, we will be running a poll, so please do engage with it and I'll reveal the results at the end. And if you're on TikTok, check out the Be Your Own Boss competition. Pitch a new business idea and you could win investment, mentorship and business advice to help make it a reality. Tag hashtag Be Your Own Boss to enter. So good morning and thank you very much for joining me today. My name is Michelle Flynn from Michelle Flynn Coaching and I'm a health coach and a CBT practitioner. So what that means is I work with individuals and with companies to help them ultimately learn to live a better life, live more deliberately. So often we know what we're meant to do. We're meant to eat a few more vegetables, do a bit of exercise, get a little bit more sleep. But for some reason, we're just not doing it. And that might be that we need to understand a bit of the science behind why it's important to get more sleep or why exercise is good for us. So for some people, it's about understanding that. Whereas for others, it's about having someone to hold them accountable to make that change. And also behind the scenes with that, using the CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, to really understand how our mind works. Because if we can focus on how we think, ultimately it starts with our thoughts, they create our feelings, which result in our actions. So we've got to really bring focus to that thought. And that's what I'm going to share a little bit about today. I wanted to talk a little bit about mindset and the reason that mindset is important. And I'm not going to focus on fixed and growth mindset. They're the obvious things that people talk about when we discuss mindset. It's about the fact that mindset is the story you tell yourself. And if you change your story, you can change your mindset and ultimately you can change your life. And at the moment, as restrictions are starting to ease and businesses are starting to open up again, people are being asked to go back into offices. There's lots of things when it comes to our mindset that we might need to be using. We might be feeling uncomfortable. The idea of actually seeing people again. I certainly know I've had this where I've now suddenly been in group environments and I feel a little bit socially uncomfortable because I just haven't had to do that for over a year. People getting on public transport again and how we feel about being in such close proximity to people. Having to wear the masks on the train is uncomfortable. So although as the restrictions are easing, we all expected to feel really excited about it, but there's just this sense of nervousness for some people. We've had these routines that we've put into place. Maybe it's a case that in the morning you're used to now having a morning walk or at lunchtime cooking a nice healthy lunch because you've been at home or at the end of the day, being able to sort of easily pick your kids up from school because you haven't had to do a commute. And as those things are starting to change as we're going back into offices, back to the sort of the normal life, there's those anxieties going, I actually quite liked some of the things that lockdown brought. So this is about going, okay, what is it that actually I wanna stop doing as things start to ease? And for some people that might be drinking a little bit too much. Um, certainly, I know as the sun comes out, there's a tendency to uh, have a nice little gin and tonic. We might want to stop doing that so much. What are the things we want to start doing? So maybe you want to start going to the gym again. And what are the things that we want to continue doing? Maybe you want to continue getting a good night's sleep. 
So it's about really bringing focus to what we want our lives to look like moving forward, how we prepare ourselves for that, prepare ourselves to make sure we don't undo all of the good things that we have done whilst we've been in the lockdown situation. And that's a lot of what I do with my clients and with corporates is going, what do you want your life to look like? Um, there's a Japanese uh, term called ikigai, which stands for the reason for being. And the aim of that is if you can look at the things that you're good at, the things that you love, the things that the world needs and the things that you can get paid for. If you can do all of those, you really find your reason for being. And it's taking this chance now to kind of go, right, what do I want my life to look like? And sometimes when we're kind of doing that, it's about doing a little bit of breathing. Anyone who's joined any of my sessions before will know that for me, the power of the breath is so important. It often unlocks our mind. So when our mind is just a bit frozen, what happens when we're feeling anxious, the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of our brain where we make logic decisions, switches off. There's a lot more about it in this book. I didn't write this book, so I'm not pitching my own book, but this is a brilliant book for understanding what is actually going on in our minds and the fact that when our mind switches off and our emotional brain kicks in, we can't make those logical decisions. So by doing a little bit of simple conscious breathing, it can switch that part of our brain back on. And that can be as simple as taking a moment each day to close your eyes and actually focus on your breath. We breathe 25,000 times a day, and how often do you ever even notice the fact that you're breathing them? You don't, it's just what happens. Whereas if we stop and we bring a little bit of consciousness to it, breathe slow and low down into the deep part of our lungs, in and out of our nose. There's a technique that's used by the Navy SEALs. So this isn't woo-woo, this is all science, but this is called tactical breathing. And all you need to do is get yourself a post-it note and it's called also box breathing, hence the post-it note. And the idea is you breathe round the post-it note, or you can use any other form of square. So you breathe in for a count of four, you hold your breath in for a count of four, you breathe out for a count of four, you hold your breath out for a count of four, and you repeat. So when you're feeling overwhelmed and you just don't know what to do, or you're feeling uncomfortable about going back to the work environment or nervous about being around groups of friends what if someone tries to hug you do you feel comfortable with the hugs yet you can just take literally a minute or two to actually just go I'm going to bring attention to my breath I'm going to visualize my post-it note or a beer mat and you're going to breathe in for four hold for four out for four hold for four or as I said, it can simply just be breathe in, breathe out. It doesn't have to be any form of gymnastics. It can be really simple. And about looking at sort of good habits and how we make sure that they don't slip. How do we keep these good habits going post lockdown? It's about setting boundaries. It's about going, what is really important? And I understand our days are going to be different. So it might not be possible to actually go to the gym at lunchtime anymore or have that morning walk. But what is possible? Really evaluating your day and how you spend your time. And actually even get your calendar out and fill in your calendar bit by bit what you do. And you might find in there that there's some time that maybe you'd be scrolling social media, watching another episode on Netflix, that you could actually do something that might benefit you a little bit more. 
So putting those boundaries in, putting the things that are important. When those sabotaging thoughts kick in, which is I haven't got time, which is so often what we're thinking, I'm too busy, I haven't got time, this isn't as important. Change it to the helpful thought and go, this is important, I will make time. If tomorrow you needed to exercise to physically save your life, you would make time. If tomorrow you needed to go to hospital for a really important procedure, you would make time. So the things for you that are important, whether that is the exercise, the getting the 15 minutes more sleep, the preparing a healthy lunch to bring to the office with you, make it a priority and make the time. So I'm going to start now with some questions. Now I've done a little bit of an intro there and hopefully sent you away with a few little tips there. I'm going to answer some questions and do keep them coming. So the first one is from Brandon on Facebook Messenger. I'm not as comfortable about seeing people again as most people seem to be. I know I need to challenge myself to get out again, but I worry I may not be able to handle it. How do I communicate this with others? Brandon, I will say you are absolutely not alone. I saw a friend yesterday and we were talking about exactly this, that it's odd suddenly to be in the space with people. So firstly, don't put any pressure on yourself. Do things at your pace. Maybe start slowly by meeting one or two people before you throw yourself into a full social situation with a larger group. But the secondly is knowing that you're not the only person that's going to be feeling this. So it is okay to be honest and say, I'm not actually comfortable yet doing this for whatever your reason might be, whether that's around the vaccine, whether that's just actually you've got to build back up to it because we've got to relearn how to do that. Just being honest with them, because firstly, if these are people that you're, they're your friends and they care about you, all that matters to them is that you are OK. So by you being honest and telling them how you feel, but also finding different ways of doing it. So maybe instead of meeting inside, meet them outside if that's something that you feel a bit more comfortable with. But also, as you're about to go into a situation, if it's something that you can't get around, if it's to do with work, just remember those simple breathing techniques. The Navy SEALs, as they are about to go into a high-stress situation, they visualize the box and they do the breathing. So do a bit of that before you go into the situation, and that will also help calm you down a little bit. Now we're going to go to Lauren on Instagram Direct Messenger. Hi, Michelle. I've noticed that sometimes I can get a bit defensive when I'm stressed. How can I be more responsive in those times rather than reactive? Lauren, what is happening there is your chimp is kicking in. As I mentioned, the book, The Chimp Paradox, the emotional part of your brain. When you are feeling stressed, what happens is your hormones change. Your body goes into protection mode. It basically wants to keep you alive. So your adrenaline and your cortisol, which are your stress hormones, they increase. They prepare your body to physically run from danger. So what happens at that point is understandably you're getting defensive because your body is stressed and it thinks it's literally about to fight a tiger. So this is all science of the body. This is all completely natural. So the first thing is being aware of that thought because it does start with a thought. When you start to feel defensive, that's a feeling. Go, what am I thinking that is making me feel that way? So am I thinking I'm not good enough? Or am I thinking, I don't want to be getting into this social situation? Or am I thinking that I actually don't want to be going to the office five days a week? So take it back to that thought. Because when you understand that thought, you can then reframe that. 
you can take that sabotaging thought that is making you feel defensive, which is then going to have the action of probably you maybe lashing out at someone verbally, um, focusing on that and then reframe it. So if your thought is, I'm not good enough, which is so often so many of us feel that, look at the other evidence that says you are good enough. Look at that, whether that's to do with your work, whether that's to do with your home life, whatever that might be, and list out all the things that says you are absolutely good enough. And when you start to change those thoughts, you'll start to feel different. I always imagine Muhammad Ali. He's always my go-to person because I have this vision of him in front of the mirror. And he wasn't standing in front of the mirror kind of allowing negative thoughts to take over. He'd be in front of the mirror telling himself, that you are the greatest. That was his catchphrase, wasn't it? I am the greatest. So it's telling yourself, changing those thoughts to more positive. So then you start to feel more confident, more calm, less defensive. And then you're going to be able to be more responsive in a calmer way at those points, rather than just being reactive. And again, if you need to do a bit of the breathing, if something is happening that has triggered you, and you do a bit of the breathing, what that does is that rebalances your stress hormones. It takes your adrenaline and your cortisol back to calm level. And that can be simply doing that for a minute or two. Maybe you've had a Zoom call and someone's kind of done something to wind you up. And maybe you need to say, I'm just going to go and get a glass of water. And whilst you're doing that, you just do a bit of breathing to rebalance and reduce the stress. Because if you can reduce the stress, you reduce the feeling of defensiveness. I hope that helped. Sophie on Twitter, direct message. Whenever I do meditate, I get quite self-critical and worry I'm not doing it right. How do I shut down my inner chatter? Sophie, absolutely. And it's called meditation practice because it takes practice. If I gave you a pair of running shoes today and said, right, Sophie, I want you to go and run a marathon, you'd think that, <laughs> hang on, Michelle, I need to do some training. It's exactly the same with meditation. The first, it might be one, two, three, might be 10 times that you do it. You might find it really difficult. It's not natural to sit there and try and switch off the world. So it's about starting slowly. And maybe you need to start firstly with a bit of mindfulness. There's a technique where people will take a raisin and you have to look at the raisin. Normally we just eat the raisin. But no, you have to look at the raisin, feel the raisin, smell the raisin. As you eat it, you have to sort of all the different senses you're trying to use to bring in that mindfulness. And because you're focusing particularly on the task in hand, there's less of the noise going on. But it is about knowing that you've got to build up to it. But you've also got to find what works for you. Some people can just sit there in silence and go into a meditative state. That's probably taken them years of training. But for other people, they like the sound of the waves or birds, or they like a story, or they like a body scan, or they like to actually do some breathing and some writing. So find the techniques that works for you. Try lots of different ones. And also, if you are listening to some form of app or recording, make sure you like the voice of the person. Because if you're trying to sit and relax and you just don't like the voice of the person, that's going to be hard. But again, that inner sort of inner chatter, in that self-critical, it's about that sabotaging thought saying, I can't do this. I think I can't meditate. Whereas actually, even just taking a few moments to sit and try to meditate is a brilliant thing to do. And like any habit, the more that you do it, 
the more success you'll feel, the more that you'll stick to it. So stick with it. And I promise you, you'll have your moment. The first time I did meditation, I fell asleep on the floor. It's very nice. The second time I did a different type of meditation. And oh my goodness, it was unbelievable experience. And since that point, I just try everything. I give it a go, meditation, breath work, all sorts of different stuff. So try some different stuff and mix it up. And drop me a note if you want some ideas and different ones that I do, see if it helps. Darren on Twitter, direct messenger. Self-care has been a massive part of my lockdown experience, but already I'm finding I have less time to do it as we've moved back to the office. How do I win some time back? Darren, this is so the challenge that everyone is having. Suddenly you might have two hours a day where you're commuting, whereas before you might have been able to use that time for some exercise. Um, The thing is about prioritizing. It's going, what is really important? And then it's about, as I mentioned earlier, really evaluating your day. I work with one gentleman and this was before lockdown. um, So kind of when he was commuting and he wanted to run. But he said, Michelle, I haven't got time. He had an hour and a half commute in the morning. He had two children. He was like, this just isn't possible. And we sat down and we broke down his morning minute by minute. And we found him half an hour in the morning when he was at home. So he didn't have to change his train time, didn't have to do anything different in terms of time. But it was half an hour that he was just kind of squandering in the morning. Wasn't even on social media. But there was things that he was doing, reading the news, checking emails that he could do on the train. And he found half an hour and he started running. And now he's run his first half marathon. But also, depending on how you get to the office, maybe you could get off a stop earlier if you're getting the train or the tube. If you get a seat, maybe you could do some breathing on the train or the tube or the bus. I know that's more difficult if you're not able to get a seat. Um, making sure that you use your lunch hour if this is possible in the work that you do to get away from your desk. We have these tendencies of just eating our lunch at our desks and we find that we've been sat there for eight hours and haven't moved. Um, So looking at what's important, breaking your day down, finding the time for it. And you might need to change the time that you do things. You might have to get up a little bit earlier. That's what I do. I now go to bed earlier so I can get up earlier. And for anyone who says they're not a morning person, I was never a morning person, but I've shuffled my body clock back to actually what nature wants because your circadian rhythm goes in line with the sun. And I now go to bed earlier, get up that bit earlier, so I have time to do my self-care before my day begins. So prioritize and some boundaries. And depending on who you work with, maybe having a conversation with your boss about how you can, if possible, and I know this isn't possible for everyone, put some flexibility maybe into your day so that you can do the things for self-care. Jamie on Facebook Messenger. I'm actually not that fussed about being out and about again, but I'd forgotten how frustrating my journey to and from work was. I'm now finding myself getting miserable when I get in and exhausted when I get home. Any tips on managing this? Commuting and public transport, if that's how you're getting to work, is, let's be honest, not a fun experience. But I talked about mindset at the beginning and mindset being the story that you tell yourself. So we certainly before lockdown were all telling ourselves that we hated our commutes. Whereas actually reframe that, change the story and go, actually my commute is the time that I have some time to myself. My commute is the time that I have a chance to read a book 
listen to a podcast, do a bit of breathing, depending on if, well, you can do it standing up, just be a little careful. Um, so trying to find ways that you can use that time um, as to be something that you enjoy. I've had lots of people who have actually said they've missed the commute because that was their time to themselves, their time to prepare for the day, to get away from the family at home who were sort of all wanting their attention. Um, so firstly, it is about thinking about that story and what you want to tell yourself. If you tell yourself you're going to hate your commute, then you're going to hate it. Whereas if you put that thought in your head that says, actually, I'm really looking forward to my commute, there's a part of your brain that will spend the day hunting out that positivity. Now, if you don't believe me in this, think about this. If you ever looked to buy a red car and the minute you put that thought in your head, all you see everywhere is red cars. So it's the same. If you put that positive thought in, then it's going to find a way to where possible to make it happen. But I understand it is exhausting. Being around people again is exhausting. Um, so finding some time during the day to take some breaks. And this goes for the people who are still working at home. We're not meant to be fully focused all of the time. We are meant to take breaks. Get up, go to the water machine, have a cup of tea, get a bit of fresh air, whatever it might be, um, to put some breaks during your day so that you get that chance to give yourself a little bit more energy. So we're going to move on to Elliot on Instagram Direct Messenger. My business slowed down massively during all the lockdowns. It was disheartening and now I feel less passionate about it. How do I find motivation again? There's really opportunities now to get going again, but my mindset is stopping me seizing them. Elliot, this is about that mojo, isn't it? That feeling of losing your mojo and how we get that back again. Remember why. It's about starting with the why. What is your purpose? Why are you doing it? Maybe it's the fact that you do your business because of financial reasons, because of wanting to have security for your family. Maybe depending on what your business is, you're doing your business because it helps other people. Maybe it's because the business um, is something that you were interested in before and remembering why you were interested in it before. So it's about taking time to sit down and go, what was it that I loved about it before? What was the reason, the why? Why was I doing it? And Novak Djokovic, the tennis player, is very famous for going through exactly the same thing. He talked publicly about the fact he lost his mojo. And the big thing is he took some time to think, to figure out what was going on. And then when he came back, he didn't just win Wimbledon once, he won it twice. So Elliot, your business, as you're saying, there's opportunities now to get it going again. Your business can actually come back even stronger than it was before. But take that time to sit, do some writing. Do a bit of breathing, open up that part of your brain where you make those decisions and then write out all the things that you loved about it, why you were doing it before, why it was successful before. Um, by spending that time and almost putting those positive thoughts back in, it's going to change the thoughts to the feelings and then the action is going to be, you are going to go, right, I am ready for the day. Again, bringing on that Muhammad Ali. Um, or I often sort of look at um, Usain Bolt and his thing is to be the fastest. And because he knows what his why is, he does whatever it takes to become the fastest. So thinking about what that why is and why you were doing it in the first place, there's a book by Simon Sinek called Start With Why, which is a really good read if you kind of don't even know where to start. But starting with that point and remembering why you were doing it, but also not putting pressure on yourself. We're having to readjust. This isn't normal to have gone from a year of the 
craziness that we've just been through to be back to normal straight away. So allow yourself those steps. Don't focus on the finish line of the business being all back up as it was before. Start on the first, that's crossing the start line. What can you do today to make a step in the right direction? Right, Lindsay on Facebook Messenger. Some of my colleagues are quite excited to be back and they seem to be lax about social distancing and mask wearing. Am I being judgmental and how should I broach talking to them? You are not at all being judgmental, Lindsay. There are rules and um, we should be sticking to them. And they certainly, I've seen a lot of the fact that that is not always the case. Um, so there's nothing judgmental about you wanting to keep yourself and your family safe. Um, but also, how should you broach it? I think it's just being honest with them about how you feel is that actually sort of being back out in the world is taking some time and I need to build up to that. And I still want to keep the social distancing and the mask wearing until we know that it is all safe. But also, if they're not wearing masks in places that they should be wearing masks, you could also point a bit to the sign and go, remember, we are meant to be wearing masks inside. So I think that there's a way of saying it that isn't about judging them and telling them off, but it's maybe about explaining why it's important to you and asking that they would appreciate that that's something that's important to you um, so that they should respect that. But I do appreciate that that can be a difficult conversation because we don't want to feel like we're being the, the person telling people off, um, but it's about putting that boundary up as to what matters to you and just being honest about how you feel, because I'm sure there's probably some other people that are feeling the same. Leanne on Twitter, direct messenger, I hated lockdown so much and can't wait to get back to normal. If anything, I'm worried I'm going to be too excited. What are your thoughts on containing that energy and staying grounded? Leanne, there is absolutely nothing wrong with being super excited about that. Um, I think that's great that you are excited about it. But I think at the same time, a bit as we were just talking about there with Lindsay is we've got to remember what the rules are. We've got to remember that when we're inside, we're meant to be wearing masks and sort of whatever the government guidelines are at any one point, they're there for us to sort of follow them. But there's nothing wrong with wanting to make arrangements with lots of your friends or I guess one advice would be careful if you're going there thinking about booking a holiday abroad, because obviously those rules are changing all of the time. But if you want to go away somewhere in the UK, you're allowed to do that. If you want to meet up with friends in bigger groups, you're allowed to do that. So don't worry about being too excited about it. You should be, and I'm really pleased that you are. Um, but just remembering what the rules are and the ways of keeping yourself safe. And as long as you're doing those, then what I would say is completely enjoy that. So I'm going to switch over to the polls now um, because we're at the point where we are getting towards the end of our time. And um, the poll that we were asking is, as we return to offices, are you concerned about your work-life balance? Now, drum roll, because this is actually a really, really interesting response. We got an absolute 50-50 split. So 50% of you said, yes, you are concerned about your work-life balance. And 50% of you said no, um, which is really interesting that it hasn't swayed one way or the other. Um, so the thing that that really shows is that actually we all have our own opinions on it. We all have our own um, feelings, our own concerns about it. There isn't a right or wrong with this. This is about individual feelings and we are all unique and we all have our own different views and we've all got to do what we feel comfortable with. 
Um, so if you're not concerned about your work-life balance, that is fantastic. I love that. Um, if you are a bit concerned with it, then as I said, really spend some time looking at what is important, looking at the priorities. What's the balance that you want to put in your life? Draw yourself a circle, a 24-hour clock and go, how much time do I spend sleeping, working, traveling, cooking, cleaning, whatever it might be, and see how you actually spend your day so that then those points where you can find a little bit of a break in there, you can actually put some of the self-care things that we talked about earlier. And they don't have to be the gym for an hour or a most amazing spread of the best vegan food ever. It can be small things like drinking a glass of water, cheers, um, through to having a piece of fruit as a snack, getting a bit of fresh air for five minutes. Those small little things all add up. It's like if you read a couple of pages of a book every day, by the end of the year, you're probably going to have read 20 or 30 books. If you were to run a mile every day, by the end of the year, you've run 365 miles. So that's the point. It's those little things that really add up to the big changes. Don't focus on the, the big end goal. We often don't even know what the end goal is. Focus on the today, the changes that you can make today to bring those balancing. So as we are running out of time, I really wanted to thank you all for tuning in. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to my website, which is michelleflynncoaching.com, where I'm happy to answer any other questions that you want to send over or any of the questions that I wasn't able to answer today. And coming up on Ask the Expert on Monday is Aaron Patrick, an accountant and QuickBooks expert. Tune in to get advice on accounting and the latest features and tools that make your bookkeeping easier. A reminder that if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook, accountants and business experts on hand 24-7. And don't forget the Be Your Own Boss competition on TikTok. Pitch a new business idea and you could win investment, mentorship and business advice. Tag hashtag Be Your Own Boss. I've really enjoyed answering your questions this morning. Thank you so much for sending them in. I hope that I've answered them. And as I said, contact me if I haven't. But have a fantastic day. Take care.